Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the places, or you'll us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. Wearing, and you know I don't like to compliment you. Mm-hmm. An awesome UTEP shirt. Correct. She's the Dutch of the Dork. She's missed 915 today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Los Moneros. Los Moneros de UTEP. Um, She's actually pickle. Funny quick story about that. Actually, this morning, I'm calling a softball game tomorrow Mm -hmm. between uh, UNT and Oklahoma State. And this morning, I had a Zoom call with the UNT head coach. And I looked down and I realized I was in my. And so I just, like, as I was getting on to Zoom, I was like, oh, please don't let me in through the waiting room. I, like, was able to zip up my jacket just enough. I was like, good job. Sorry, coach. Well done. (laughs) Today is Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023. 205 days to Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to our own Will Wilkerson, uh, who is uh, turning, uh, what do you say, 38 today? Yes, correct. Uh, we'll have him. We'll have, we'll have him back on middle. in two. We'll have him back on in two years. Uh, and also, happy birthday to I don't know. Oh, he shared. You know who shares birthday with? Hmm. The Rock. Oh, how cool is that? The Rock is fifty. Fifty one. Holy cow! Episode one thousand five hundred eighty-three. On today's show, folks, we got headlines from across state, including Texas once again dominates the NFL draft, uh, and then back half of the show. Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. Where we will be um, diving into how much returning starters matter. Um, as we're putting together the 2023 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, it's on the tip of my tongue. And so I would like to dive into the numbers on Math Tuesday and discover how much returning starters actually mean for a Texas high school football team. We'll get into that coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do, as I realize that I have the wrong graphic in the system. Hang on, let me get back to YouTube. And we're here. Tony Blaylock, Daniel Agnew, Nick Morton, and Andrew Christensen. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, friends. We appreciate you spending a little bit of your day with us. We apologize for not having a show yesterday. We had a meeting that ran long. Plain yep. and simple. And I'm not on Twitter, so I can't alert you guys. And so, like, I was in the process of the meeting, so I didn't have ch- a time to uh, tweet it out either. Right. Uh, so, anyway. I think we mentioned that last week, though. 
I think we did. I don't think I mentioned it on Friday. Uh, okay. Um, I know we so mentioned it on Wednesday before was, I left. Yeah, because it was me and Mallory and Ish doing mailbag, and so it was just off the rails. I uh, I listened to most of it. I like that Mallory talked about Gossip Girl. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. All right, Pickle. It's time for some headlines from across the state of Texas, and um, I think we would be remiss if we didn't start with what I think is the real headline everybody in, the, in, in America is talking about, the NFL draft. The NFL draft came, the NFL draft went. Um, how much of the draft did you watch? Uh, the first round. First round? That was it. You didn't tune into the... No. I uh, I got... Yeah, we watched the entire first round. In, okay. or Well, we got in about pick four, but watched the entire first round, didn't watch anything else. So I have a question, and shout out to our friend Samuel DeLeon who sent this to me. Do you have a guess how many... Texas high school football props uh, products got drafted. So there were 391 draft picks. How many played high school football in the state of Texas? Okay. I, this is a straight up guess because I have not seen this number. Just high school football with no college no football college. affiliation? They played high school football. So like B. John Robinson... bumps up the number. So B. John Robinson does not count. Right. But... Um, Oh, you know what? This is also count. I think this is also counting uh, UDFA's. So, how many uh, Texas Undrafted. high school football oh, products? Okay. That's three ninety one. That's taken to three ninety one. Right. Um, how many played? So it does count. Like for example, uh, Anthony Orgy, who played at Vanderbilt mm-hmm. but went to Rockwall. Yeah. So how many uh, draftees? Did Orgy UDFAs? go to Saxy? Uh, yes, you're right. I'm sorry. He went to Saxy. Well, <laughs> wait. Did he? Yeah, I did, thought the whole Orgy family went to Saxy. Maybe they did. I'm sorry. Which one? How many did they, uh, how many um, draft picks in UDFAs? How many new NFLers are there from Texas? 55? 46. Ah, okay. 46. More than. I bet 55 with college affiliation. More I than bet, 55 oh, yeah. with college affiliation. Oh, yeah, because I can name a couple who didn't play high school in Texas who played right. here. Uh, there were f- 46 Texas high school football products who are now NFL players. Um, of course, the uh, you had playmakers from all over the state. Uh, quarterbacks like Clayton Toon, who got drafted. I was, mm-hmm. I was really happy to see him land where he did. Uh, Devon A. Chain uh, is kind of that uh, that mix of both Texas high school and Texas college. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, as Jackson well. Smith and Jigba went in the first round. Jackson Smith and Jigba went in the first round. Um, Tyree Wilson went in the first round from West Rusk. Um, it was a big, big, big week uh, for, for everybody. So congratulations. Congratulations to uh, to all of the draftees and all the high schools who were able to produce these outstanding playmakers. Speaking of the college ranks, um, there has been some major transfer news um, in the college ranks and in the high school ranks. And I kind of want to do a little bit of a gallimaufry of, of different news items from the past week, if that's okay with you. Excellent word. Thank you. Um, one of them, we're going to bounce around. We're going to do high school and college. Okay. And this is just, tra- we're going to call this transfer news. Transfer Tuesday. Transfer Tuesday. Um, one of them came in the high school ranks, and and this uh, we got confirmation of this from our own Greg Powers. Uh, but Vandergrift, Austin Vandergrift, is the of course reigning six A Division two state runner up from a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the questions we had was how they were going to fare without Braden Buchanan because he was so good for them for so long. It, he's one of those players that felt like played for, started for them for seven years. Correct. Like it feels like he had like nine COVID years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Braden Buchanan is is now off to the next level. They have an answer at quarterback now. Deuce Adams. How about that? The New Braunfels product, or New Braunfels Canyon product, mm-hmm. rather, who was spectacular, a 3,000-yard passer as a uh, 
as a junior last year, uh, has transferred over to uh, Vandegrift. I believe... I believe there's a dad coaching situation because his twin brother Eli Adams is also uh, who is uh, who has offers from places like Texas State and Fordham is also transferring. I think there's a dad coaching situation here, but Deuce Adams is transferring from uh, from uh, New Braunfels Canyon to Vandegrift, which is big big news. In the high school ranks, or I'm sorry, in the in the college ranks rather, uh, one of the real big headline uh, news items here. Uh, came out of the University of Houston. The Cougars, um, in a rather shocking development, uh, are losing Alton McCaskill, Mm -hmm. their star running back who, of course, missed all of 2022 with an ACL injury, uh, was expected to be a huge part of their offense. uh, And last week... He announced he was entering the transfer portal. Um, There are reports out there from Bruce Feldman that are saying that Colorado is very heavily involved in his uh, his portal recruitment. Um, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? Colorado. Involved in the Alton McCaskill thing. Oh, yeah. I'm not here to accuse anybody of anything. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But Colorado has been hemorrhaging players. And then suddenly, outstanding players from other Power Five conferences are now going to start transfer. Like, I don't know. I there's a lot of questionable things. Happening I up there right I now. would like the one of the issues we have with the with the, the transfer portal is that we just like there's a rule against tampering, but there's almost no inform, enforcement mechanism. Now I don't know what the situation yeah. is. Yeah. I don't know what the situation is. I'm just speculating. But it seems, the timing seems kind of weird. And the way that it was reported by Bruce Feldman of like in the same, con- like in the same breath, him saying he's tra- entering the transfer portal and Colorado's the favorite. Mm-hmm. A lot going on there. Anyway, uh, Alton McCall, that's a huge loss for Houston. Yeah. I, I got to be honest, this, when that happened, it came across our Slack. We're putting the, the 2023 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football. And myself and Mike Craven and uh, Carter Yates and, and Ishmael Johnson got together and they that like rethink that's like a record shifting type loss. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Especially when, I mean, they, they all were already, running back. yeah. And they were already losing some key players between tune and all of that. They had had a couple of transfers that went out. That one was like a, okay, Mm-hmm. What do you have at this point? Right. Um, elsewhere, and, and by the way, the reason this is happening is that May 1st is the is the deadline to enter into the transfer portal. UTSA is also losing an all-conference player to the transfer portal. Zakari Franklin has entered the transfer portal as well. Um, and this is a huge, huge loss. It's rare. UTSA has actually not been hit by the transfer bug too much, mm-hmm. but this is a huge one. Zakari Franklin was an all was was an all conference USA first team guy. Um, he was he led the, the state of Texas with 94 catches for almost 1,200 yards and 15 touchdowns last year. He's like a a record setting receiver at UTSA. Now entering the transfer portal this is a huge loss for UTSA as well. It is surprising that after they were able to keep Frank Harris. Yeah, that which was honestly m- more questionable. It felt like of him staying than Zakari yeah. Franklin was to keep him and then lose Zakari this late into yeah. spring ball is is a bit eyebrow raising. North Texas was not spared from the uh, the, the the chaos there, no, and that not. is um, and they lost a pair of starters. Jair Shorter, uh, their outstanding uh, receiver, uh, announced that he was entering the transfer portal. Uh, as did uh, Larry Nixon the uh, third, a linebacker who had a hunt, who was second on the team in tackles uh, last. Year, announced that he is entering the uh, he is entering the transfer portal uh, as well. Uh, 
Then there was also kind of shifting across the Metroplex, another guy who had already entered the transfer portal from North Texas, Cameron Robertson, mm-hmm. uh, who was a uh, an, an all, all freshman, an all CUSA freshman uh, defensive end, uh, is transferring to SMU, moving from North Texas to SMU. So who will, will now be in the same conference? A Absolutely, <laughs> things are starting to settle down now because the transfer portal win uh, the transfer portal window has closed. But there's still a lot of teams that are still in the transfer portal, which is or a lot of players. So there's still like I don't want to say recruiting to be done, but fundamentally that is the case. There's still recruiting to be done. A couple of other high school notes I want to make sure I get to before I get to finish with one college note. Uh, on the high school ranks, uh, in, in, in the uh, in the coaching carousel continues to spin, and one of them came down last Monday that was relatively surprising, and that's that Jerry Prieto has resigned his post at Crosby after four seasons. Of course, Jerry Prieto took over for Jeff Reardon there at Crosby and did a fantastic job guiding them to a state championship game in 2020 and has been consistent Consistently one of the best programs in the Houston area. He is stepping down after four seasons in what Matt Stepp describes on TexasFootball.com as a surprise move. So Crosby is now open. Um, Hidalgo has found their new head coach, and I think it's a pretty good one. Sam Benito, co-offensive coordinator Steve Mariquin, is moving uh, across the valley to go take over at Sam ben- or, or rather at Hidalgo. That's a great hire. Uh, Monty Stumball, of course, uh, re- resigned after six seasons. They bring in Mariquin, who who does have head coaching experience. He was PSJA's coach for four seasons. Um, but he's been on Dan Gomez's staff at San Benito, kind of authoring one of the best offenses in the state of Texas, or rather in the Rio Grande Valley, at least, uh, the past couple of years. And so he's going to get an opportunity to be a head coach there at Hidalgo. Um, Fort Worth Polytechnic has made a hire, and it's a pretty splashy name. C.J. Wilson, not the former Rangers left-hander, but, in fact, the former Dallas Cowboy, mm-hmm. C.J. Wilson, former defensive back. He's a Terrell guy. Um, he has spent the last three years in the private school ranks going 19 and 12, um, and now he is going to become the next head coach uh, at Fort Worth Polytechnic. This is, a poly, this is a poly program that is in need of a jolt. They need a jolt. They have uh, uh, they have only had five uh, playoff appearances in the school history. First one was back in 1954, so it's not like they're very new. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they did go six and five in 2000. Uh, they haven't posted a winning season since 2009. They're hoping that C.J. Wilson, the former defensive back from the uh, uh, from for the Dallas Cowboys, is the answer there. And finally. I want to draw your attention to a piece on TexasFootball.com from our own Corey Hogue, our, our non-FBS uh, insider, who writes a story trying to connect some dots about what's going on with Sam Houston, um, their their decision to transition or join transition to FBS and join Conference USA, and will there be will there be a ripple effect? That was a big deal, of course, when it happened that Sam Houston. Left early, mm-hmm. left what is now known as the UAC, the uh, the United Athletic Conference, which was basically the is the A Sun and the WAC. Yes, um, correct. And they so, combined. Right, and so now the UAC is worried about losing some players. Right, Tarleton, I know, is interested in moving to the FBS ranks. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen F. Austin is interested in moving to the FBS ranks as well. Would Abilene Christian consider a move? Things like that. And that's just crazy because they literally, I mean, that was like maybe, what, Mm -hmm. two weeks ago that they had announced Mm -hmm. that they were 
putting that together, that conference together as like an actual yeah. singular unit rather than two kind of a, yeah kind of a nebulous like hey we have a we have a scheduling agreement so we can have a playoff yeah. spot um in any case go read this piece it's called uh, uh the piece by uh, by our own Corey hogue is called i just had it here will other uac teams follow sam houston's early exit to fbs it's a good piece that'll kind of give you a feel for what's going on at the non-fbs level and there are some headlines we're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at TCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider going to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber, especially with our all-access package. That gets you everything. Literally everything we have, I can't give you any more than this. No. Uh, you get every magazine, which includes the 2023 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the 2023 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Rising Magazine, which is our recruiting edition, as well as Dave Campbell's Texas Basketball. You get all three of those mailed to you before it hits newsstands. I should really put a pin on that and tell you that that is the real hook. Mm-hmm. If you want to get your magazine before it hits newsstands, if you want to get your magazine as early as possible, texasfootball.com slash subscribe. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com and Texan Live. That's right. We've lumped in Texan Live, our streaming service with this. So you get live acts. You get live action all across the Lone Star State all year round. More than 1,300 live Texas high school games, including hundreds and hundreds of Texas high school football games. We got to count up the high school football games we did last year. Yeah. It's like... It's in, insane. It's well, like, and too, like I know a lot of a lot of people are real big into like baseball. It's baseball season oh, yeah. right now. Like you're, you can watch all the high school baseball playoffs that you want on on Texan Live. And and plus that that includes basketball's huge. To go back to the football side, there's also like more than a hundred high school playoff games mm-hmm. on TexanLive.com. You get all that everything I listed for forty nine ninety five for an entire year, not forty nine ninety five a month. I'd pay forty nine ninety five a month for it. Correct. You get forty nine ninety five for the entire year. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Makes a great gift as well. Mother's Day is coming up. Tell your mom you love her by getting a subscription to Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Now a word from our friends. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. The 83rd KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship, the most historic and prestigious event in senior golf, kicks off an unprecedented run of major championships coming to PGA Frisco over the next 11 years. 
From May 24th to May 28th, join us as the best golfers over the age of 50 compete to have their name etched on the Alfred S. Bourne Trophy. Past senior PGA champions have included true legends of the game like Sarazen, Sneed, Palmer, Nicholas, Player, and Watson. A limited number of hospitality, pro-am, and ticket opportunities remain available for you to be a part of the first major championship at PGA Frisco. And keep in mind, corporate clients and ticket purchasers at this May's KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship will receive priority access to offerings at future major championships held at PGA Frisco, including the 2025 KPMG Women's PGA Championship and the 2027 PGA Championship. Visit srpga.com for more information. Oh, Pickle. It's Tuesday, and on Tuesday, we celebrate Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. It's Math Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. You know what really sets that whole thing off? What? Is the people cheering for the house exploding <laughs> with American with flags. American flags. That's, that's that's what really does it is because honestly I love it and I also love our nation <laughs> and so it just kind of combines all the things that I like. Yeah, nothing uh, nothing makes me laugh more when I just see the like, I can't imagine watching a house explode and just waving one of the little like Dollar Tree American flags back uh, and forth. I love it. I'd be like, da. <laughs> so it's Math Tuesday. Math we're, Tuesday. We're going to talk about high school football and specifically about returning experience. So if you flip open the 2022, 2020, well, yeah, you can't flip over the 2023. It doesn't exist. It does. 2022 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and you were to go read one of the high school previews. There's more than 1,500 high school football previews across the state of Texas in that magazine, you will see kind of a familiar format to them. Okay. Got the name when their mascot, got the head coach, uh, got what their record was last year, got a number of the key players this year, got a nice write-up from one of our outstanding writers. And one of the things that it says is it'll say starters returning O slash D offense and defense. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things we ask coaches when we ask for the questionnaire. We ask for the questionnaire from coaches to turn in uh, not only the great players you have, but also how many lettermen you have back, things mm-hmm. like that, but specifically how many starters you have returning. Now, a small caveat here. There are coaches who define starters in different ways that I don't, okay. Let me ask you a question, Pickle. Mm-hmm. The starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys is... Dak Prescott. Is Cooper Rush a returning starter? Uh, no. See, I would agree with you, but there are certainly some coaches yeah. who would say... He played... He started, he started four, four games. games. Yeah. He started a quarter of their regular season, so shouldn't he start as... Shouldn't he count as a returning yeah. starter? So, there is a little bit on the margins here that we can argue with, mm-hmm. but... Generally speaking, it gives you a decent snapshot of the key contributors that are coming back for each high school football team. Out of curiosity, what would be your definition? My my personal definition, I think, of starting quarterback would be which quarterback that's returning started the most games. That's what I think okay. I would do. I think it would be who start. Uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. Maybe we're saying the same thing. I think the uh, I think that the um, the bar should be. 
if you play if you started more than half of the team's games. Okay, yeah. I think at that which, point, uh, which again would, would that's saying so basically the same it's thing. Basically I guess, the same because thing. then I would be saying that yeah, if one started seven and one started six, then the guy that started seven was the starter. If a team goes ten and two, and and the quarterback started six games, I think he's a returning. Starter, yes, I agree. In my opinion, that's fair. But your your mileage may vary. All that is to say, we ask every high school football coach in the state how many starters they have returning, mm-hmm. and and obviously. I, I don't think it's really any sort of um, secret that having starters returning feels like it should be a big deal, mm-hmm. right? Because you have that experience. Experience matters. Especially, I think, at the high school ranks, it really matters. At the college ranks, you can have these breakout freshmen. Uh, the, the pro ranks, maybe you can have, like, there's so much turnover on the rosters that the returning starters aren't necessarily a big thing. But the high school rank... One of the reasons we include it in the magazine is that we do think it matters. But does it? Does it matter? Because one of the things I want to look at this week on Math Tuesday Math. is I want to take a look at the 12 UIL state champions from 2022, right? The Duncanvilles, the China Springs, the, 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 the Gunners, the Westbrooks. And then I want to go back... To what they told us before the season and I want to say hey how many returning starters did you have because th- th- theoretically all of these guys if it if it matters as much as we think it does mm-hmm. then all of these guys should have a lot of returning starters yeah certainly there are outliers but I want to see what kind of connection there is between the state champion work, work backwards from state champion Back to how many, how many, how much experience they have, because I think it can inform us going forward in the 2023. So let's take a look at the 12 reigning UIL state champions across the state of Texas and see what they brought back going into the year. My overall takeaway here is that, and so basically, if it was more seven or like. Seven or more in the six-man ranks, like four or more, I put it in green. And if it was four or, uh, four or less, then I put it uh, in in red, right? Because that would, I think that would, if you have three returning starters from your defense, that's not a ton of starters. No, it's I think not. we all agree. I think what the whole takeaway here is: you take a look at this graphic. Duncanville had six and six coming back. South Oak Cliff eight and nine. That's a classic loaded team coming back, yeah, right? Absolutely. The six-man ranks. I think those are perfect examples of where experience really matters. Yes. Westbrook brought back five starters on offense, five stars on defense from a defending state champ. Yeah. I mean, ben- that's their entire, like, yeah. Benjamin's is their entire offense and entire defense. That also gets an asterisk because that was six starters on offense, six starters on defense, and they added Grace Grayson and Rigdon. Rigdon. Which is the so success. That is... So, so that's adding a guy who started at his previous spot. Same thing. There's also an asterisk that goes with China Spring. Mm-hmm. Because China Spring, of course, replaced their quarterback from a year ago, Major Bowden. Mm-hmm. But they did so by bringing in a guy with a, a lot of starting experience in Cash McCollum. Mm-hmm. So that five number does not include Cash McCollum. We can certainly argue that it should. Right. That it should be, actually be six starters. I think the overall takeaway here, there are three teams, there are only five units of the 24 units that won a state championship last year. Only five of them brought back four or fewer starters of the 11-man ranks. DeSoto on both sides of the ball, only three stars on offense, four stars on defense. Alito on both sides of the ball, four stars on offense, four stars on defense. And the Carthage defense, which only brought back three starters. 
contrast that with you would have eight units that I think brought back a good amount of experience. South Oak Cliff on both sides of the ball, the Carthage offense, the Hawley defense, which brought back eight starters, and then the entirety of the two six-man things. The other teams, everyone else falls into that big middle mm-hmm. where they bring back five starters or six starters or seven starters from a year ago, right? Right in that big middle. So how much do returning starters matter in Texas high school football? I would say a fair amount, but it's not a death sentence if you don't have them. Because I think Alito is a, is a good example of that. We had big questions going into the going in the, the the year about Alito. Let's not re, let's not do revisionist history. No, they lost their first two games and we blew up. <laughs> Moving up a division, mm-hmm. we didn't know if they had a quarterback. No. Right? We had concerns about the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And we and still they started had a little bit of concern about the offensive line heading into the state championship. Yes. That was just their weakest unit. Oh, and, and they started 0-2. Yep. But obviously, pedigree, coaching, all of those things in development won out there. Same thing with DeSoto. DeSoto only had seven starters back. But Claude Mathis and his staff were able to turn that into a state champion. Well, and they added Trey Wisner, yeah. Cedric Harden. Yes. They had those are a, another kind of asterisk of guys who started at other places but were playing at this team. The real interesting one I think is Carthage because you get both of them. You have an offense that brings back a lot, nine starters, and a defense that gets kind of decimated. And it was a flip, if you think about it, it was a flip from the year before because mm-hmm. in Carthage in 2021, the offense was really kind of its undoing. Yep. The offense could not find any sort of consistency. The defense held its own and held them in it. Mm-hmm. 2022 looked entirely different with their offense doing the majority of the heavy lifting, especially early, and I think it, that showed it within these numbers as well. The Holly, And then uh, the Holly defense as well, which was fantastic, but Holly, in hindsight has all those hallmarks of a state champion. It's easy to say that now. So to, to pull it all together, how much does returning starters matter in Texas high school football? I think it matters a fair amount. Yeah. Because of the 24 units that won a state championship last year, 19 of them brought back at least an average amount of starters. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what you need. Uh, to, to at least enter the season with legit state championship hopes. There are surprises, but I think that if you're looking for projecting forward, I do think that returning starters do matter. And I think right at that six and six, yeah. seven and five, five and six, like I feel like that's exactly actually where you want to be because I feel like that's a really healthy balance between maybe a starter that you did have isn't as good as the new yeah. sophomore that's moving up. So Absolutely. I feel like right there at that like six and six range, seven and six, that's exactly where you want to be because you've got your core group of likely seniors, upperclassmen really taking the reins and showing the younger kids, but you might just have more talent in the younger kids or a move-in or whoever but that's yeah the middle ground is where you want to be and next week on math tuesday and here's a lateral tease (laughs) i'm going to tell you which teams bring back the most starters for 2023 on math tuesday math tuesday let's go over to ashley pickle for america's second favorite segment final thoughts coach terry crawford bringing in the real questions here and this i'm interested to hear your answer so my running back got hurt back Uh up Backup ran for a thousand yards in the playoffs. Is he a returning starter? Yes. 
again, that's why I don't necessarily, I don't fault coaches who have different definitions than I do mm-hmm. because they have different impacts and they are understanding their unit as much. That that running back, mm-hmm. that team, I, Abbott was much more than just one player, but just right. go with me here. That team probably doesn't make it to a state championship game without him. Exactly. Right? And so I think you're well within your rights to name him a starter. Mm-hmm. To say he's a returning starter, he's got that. What I would push back on, okay, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I would push back on are guys who started one game, two games, and then when the other guy was ready, he he got usurped. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I started one game in my high school football varsity career. Mm-hmm. I did. For the Coppell Cowboys, <laughs> I started against the Fort Worth Pascal Panthers, who were, love you guys, god awful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They were not good. <laughs> and the guy who played in front of me who signed with Oklahoma, <laughs> real thing, he had like a nagging injury. Yeah. It was like he could have played, mm-hmm. but I think they were like, you know what? Let's, let's give, give Tepper a let's chance. Let's give old Tepper a chance. And so I did. I Now, that was my senior year. Uh-huh. But if that was my junior year, I don't think I should be a returning starter. No, absolutely right? not. There does have to be a line, but I do think it is more art than science. And mm-hmm. I'm, I, I appreciate what Coach is saying, that if you have that majority impact as a starter, mm-hmm. I'm okay with, with calling him a returning starter. Well, and that's like, and this is a little bit of a different example, but when he said that, the first thing my mind went to just from like a statewide notability perspective was when Marquise Collins did that in 2021. He technically had started games before for College Station, but he did not have a legitimate yes. like starter impact on the season until they got to playoffs. Yeah. And then he went off for a, close to a thousand yards just in the playoffs alone. Yeah. And it was like, okay, clearly he's going to be the thing that your team is built around moving into next year. So I would consider that a returning starter, even though I think he started a lot more games than that, but he didn't really have as much of an impact. And further, okay, here's, a, here's another example. I think that now I don't know what their formation was and maybe he was on the field for the first play because we certainly probably give too much weight to being out there for the first play. Mm-hmm. But, like, was Jaden Jackson a starter at Franklin? Uh, no, because Bryson Washington... Right? Yeah. And yet, state title game MVP, there's... I don't... I'm, I'm not looking at what Mark Fannin turned in. Right. He would be within his rights to say either way, I think, with yep. a guy like that. Yep. With a guy like Jaden Jackson. Yep. So... Well, and that's... It is more art than science. And, and yeah. that's why, that's why, for me, I just trust that coaches aren't aren't you know gassing me up no because i they don't really have a reason to lie i was just gonna say if anyone turned in a thing that said oh yeah we've got all 11 back because they you could go pinpoint where the center started one game (sighs) then that it would be really recognizable to go "Mm." so this is my 13th summer magazine i'm I'm old correct not as old as willie i do remember (laughs) i want to just catch a shrapnel (laughs) I do remember at one point, and I th- this is this is a vague memory, so I can't put a a, 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 a something on it. But a team, a, a coach turning in that he had fifteen starters coming back on offense. I remember that, or like or like thirteen, mm-hmm. like more than eleven. Because there are teams that bring back more than more than like bring back eleven starters. Right. There will be a couple. Uh, uh, Frisco Emerson. We'll mm-hmm. talk about them next Tuesday. Um, because they bring back everyone of their starters because they're a, a new, pro- new program. Yeah. They brought back everyone, every Letterman. But he turned in like 13 starters for offense. And I remember I called him <laughs> and I said, I, I do not, I, I'm not you know, playing coy. I don't know who it was. 
And he called, and I called him like, Coach, you listed 13 starters. Is that a mistake? He's like, no, we had 13 guys who started a game last year yeah. who are back. And I said, I think what we ended up doing was putting 11 and yeah. saying, I can't put 13. No. Like that, I will get more phone calls or people will assume that we just had a typo mm-hmm. in the magazine. Um, yeah, I, I remember that. But but most coaches are like, they have a feel and it's like, it's, it really is more of a feel. It's like, well, I also, there's also a part of me that I would say that since this, I think a lot of coaches understand that this is like a preview magazine yes. that they think about it in the way of going, okay, I know who my starting running back's going to be. Yes. He started. Would I have called him a starter last year? Yeah, exactly. From last year. Yeah. I think that there's just enough. You, you know what you did. You yeah. call the plays like, yeah, it's, I think that's more right. easy to figure I out. Think that's right. Anyway. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks to William Wilkerson for Willie. being our guest, our birthday boy. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please give me your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. <laughs>